Welcome to the Destiny Awakening Interviews, a podcast with Andrew Wayfinder and his guests, bringing you powerful insights, inspiration, and ways to break free, live life your way, and make a difference in our changing and challenging world. So hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Destiny Awakening Interviews. I'm Andrew Wayfinder Renievich, and I'm joined today by Lisa DeHart, author, therapist, executive, and leadership coach. And a very warm welcome to you, Lisa. And where are you hanging out today? I'm hanging out on Bainbridge Island in Washington State on the west coast of the U.S. And I actually know Bainbridge, and it's a little <laughs> slice of paradise. You are super lucky. I have managed to land in Clover somehow here in my life, and happy to be on Bainbridge. Yeah, because you, you live on this beautiful kind of tranquil island, but you've got a 30-minute ferry ride to the center of Seattle. I, it is, it's really, it's <laughs> quite extraordinary, frankly. Yeah, it is. It's uh, sometimes I kind of am like, how did I end up here? So um, that's a whole, I'm sure there's whole metaphors of doors that were opened and have closed and all those sorts of things that we could go into, but I, I am here and I'm very happy with it. Okay, great. Well, let's get on with your work and your experience. So listen to heart, L-I-C-S-W-M-C-C is the author of Storyjacking, Change Your Dialogue, Transform Your Life, and a leadership, confidence, and whole life coach. With 20-plus years of clinical experience as a therapist and then the last eight years as a leadership coach, Lissa has a deep bank of knowledge and experience to draw on when she works with her clients. Lissa works with confidence-challenged high achievers who are ready to rewrite their internal stories that are slowing them down. Her clients have included executives, senior leadership, and managers at companies and organizations such as Amazon, Boeing, Microsoft, the U.S. military, as well as creative writers, actors, and artists. So thank you, Lisa, for your time today. And the topic we're going to be talking about tonight is challenging your narrative. And you're going to unpack that idea by answering six questions. So the first question, who is your ideal client? And what's the transformation your work helps them achieve? Well, th my ideal client is usually, if not always, a smart person who's in the middle of a transformation in the sense of they're typically moving from maybe one sphere of influence into another. They may be in the middle of a career change or they may be developing themselves within the career that they have and their, their career is moving from maybe a manager to a, you know, to a director or into senior leadership or even beyond that into the C-suite, depending on the person. And so a lot of the work that I do with people is around the confidence challenges that are inherent in those sorts of trans transitional changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it sounds, it sounds similar to some of my clients where it's, it, they're having that kind of jaws moment. Oh, we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. And, oh, uh, the, the paddles aren't going to work. I really need like an offboard motor. And, <laughs> and, and I thought it was a hard shell boat I needed, but it's actually a Zodiac. So yes, exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. So what's, what's the biggest challenge they're facing then? You know, I mean, 
I have some thoughts about this question. What's the biggest challenge they're facing? Because I, I wish I could sum it up as one thing. Um, I think there's a myriad of things that are often going on and they're converging at the same time. If I were to pick one thing, I would say it's the narratives that they've habitualized and how they think about their themselves and how they think about success and how they think about their the work that they're doing. So if there's one biggest challenge, it typically is them. Um, and and then it's the other things that are impacting them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then question number three is what's what's the number one insight you would share in in helping them deal with you know, that narrative problem, the story they're telling themselves? Well, I guess I'd like to just start with how we make meaning as human beings. And you know. I call it story. I call it narrative. Some people call it meaning. And the reality is our brains are predictive. Our brain was designed in order to help us survive. And so it makes predictions based on past experiences. And it's constantly predicting so that it doesn't have to work really hard and try and sort things out. And, you know, possibly be eaten by tigers, right? So I don't want to guess if those stripes are grass or tigers, because, you know, if I was wrong and it was grass, I'm going to be okay. But if I was wrong and it was a tiger, I'm going to be dinner. And so understanding that we have these, these hardwired stories that get codified in the way that we think about ourselves and the situation around us, I think is really important. And typically, I think one of the the biggest insights I've made in my own life and that I also see my clients making on a regular basis is often those places of discomfort with whatever is happening are the places we actually need to go in and take a look at. It's not how we're typically designed to think about discomfort, though. We're typically think about discomfort and go, oh, that's not very comfortable. I don't want to be there. (laughs) So I'm going to go, you know exit stage left. Um, and, and instead, it's an opportunity to really get curious, like what's showing up as you notice that discomfort? What does it take to breathe into it? And what's the pattern that's often linked to the discomfort that you're feeling and how it's showing up in this the context of this situation, whatever the, this situation is? So being willing and courageous enough to be curious with oneself, I think is a, a huge, huge benefit for people. Mm-hmm. Sort of step away from that that sort of automatic reactivity and and the, the running away instinct. Yeah, and and really using leveraging the discomfort for that self awareness that's possible as a result of it. Okay. So so in your own development, what what was there a concept, book, program, talk, or experience that was had the greatest impact? What stands out for you? Well, you know, there are several things in my own development. I, ha- I mean, I come from a psychological background. So I, w- I was a clinical social worker working in as a therapist for many years before transitioning into coaching. So I definitely bring um, theory around psychological safety and looking at relationships. I mean, in my mind, everything is relational. So whether it is my relationship with you, whether it's my relationship with myself, or whether it's the relationship to the situation that I find myself in the middle of, it's all relational. And so 
you know, there's just, there's a lot of work out there on relationships that I think are, are really profound. Um, a lot of John Gottman's work, he works primarily with couples, but really you can extrapolate out of his work around whether it's the four horsemen or the five to one imbalance towards the positive that's required in relationship. He talks a lot also about turning towards turning away and turning against and how those things impact our our ability to be in a healthy relationship with another person. So I definitely speak to his work. I think Amy Edmondson in her work around fearless leadership and fearless organizations and psychological safety, that work is really important, especially when you're looking at organizations where, Mm -hmm. you know, you think about us on a spectrum of threat to safety, all human beings find themselves somewhere on that spectrum at some point in every situation. And if, I've landed on the threat side of it. My just my biological response to being in any form of threat, even if it's just a threat of my words weren't that important for you, then what's going to happen is my capacity to be creative, innovative, agile, and finding solutions is really going to be diminished as a result of the fact that I'm now in survival mode. So that psychological safety is so incredibly important in helping people to move towards that safety, to re, to re, write the narrative, right? Rewrite the stories that we're telling ourselves so that we can predict towards safety so that we can then show up as innovative, creative, and agile, depending on the circumstances we find ourselves in. Okay, great. So question number five is, uh, what free resource would you like to share with the audience to help them? Well, I did write a book called Story Jacking. And so on my website, I have a link to the first um, seven chapters for free so you can get a sample of the book. And I also have a workbook that comes with it, a complimentary workbook that goes with the book that is available for free on my website also. Okay. And that was at lissadehart.podia.com slash sample hyphen of hyphen storyjacking, correct? Yes, I hope you put a link in the somewhere in this. That will be in the show notes. Um, <laughs> Okay, so we're at the last question, Lisa. Uh, what should I have asked you that I didn't? I think, you know, I think maybe my philosophy of coaching uh, with people, and I, okay. I'm such a believer in, it's wonderful if the coach's brain lights up, but I really think that there is something powerful about working with another human being who doesn't have a horse in your race to help you be curious on your own behalf. Um, I think about... You know, I think about relationships that I have, I'm married. And so if I were to say to my husband, I'm thinking I want to quit my job and maybe stop everything, write a book and go off and learn how to do something completely different. He he would have the conversation with me for sure. Yet there may be some sense of attachment to a different kind of outcome than maybe I want, right? It's really hard to not have expectations or even explicit bias towards something like the house that we live in or car payments or any of those sorts of things. And I really think there's something around having that partnership, a thought partnership with another human being where you can play with these ideas and and really look at the things that are in the way of your confidence without having that person be attached to you. Sure, you're confident. You're fine. You can do it. Just, you know, just up and you can do it, right? But really to be willing to have the conversation around 
what really is, what is confidence? What would that experience of confidence be for you in this particular scenario that you find yourself? And where are you now? And so how do you want to move from here to there, wherever the there is? And, and then to start to unpack what are the different elements that go, that need to be I don't know, unpacked, explored, so that you have greater self-awareness and you're at that capacity to be at choice consciously and not just unconsciously, you know, in the winds of um, whatever circumstance you find yourself. Okay, well, that was great, Lisa. Thank you so much for your time tonight. You're very, very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Awakening Interviews. If you have a friend who would benefit, please share and subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a review. We really appreciate it. And remember, always use your power for good.